Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Polo has performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race Season 12. 12. Are you ready to get into it, Dr. Ready. Let's go. Now, tell me, how are things? We're on day 876 of yes. lockdown now. It's um, April the 95th. <laughs> Today is Saturday, April the 95th. Just Great. in case anyone's confused. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. What have you been up to? Well, um, coronavirus, COVID. What well, Boris did a, um, if you don't know who Boris is, he's our prime minister here We're on in the first UK. name terms, Boris. B. Big B. <laughs> Balls. So Big B. So, um, he's, um, he, so he did an announcement where it was very informative. Very informative. Very clear guidance very, was issued. Very, very, this is how it's going to go yeah. down. He was basically saying, go outside, but don't go outside. Yes. Um, but make sure if you do go outside, um, stay alert. But try not <laughs> to be alert by staying inside. Go to work if you have to, but really stay at home. But you should probably go to work. <laughs> Interact with people, but remain isolated. And it was, a lot of it was like, stay alert, stay alert, stay alert. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I saw something. It was like, okay, I went to go do some shopping today, but I saw coronavirus. But luckily I was alert. So I hid behind a tree. <laughs> what does coronavirus look like? How do we know when we see it? <laughs> Probably looks like Kennedy Devonport's um, Phoenix. <laughs> or um, uh, uh, with a Trin- mixture of... Uh, Trinity the Tux Club Kid look. Oh, that one. That's a, yeah. that's a glam. That's coronavirus. That's, that's coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> yes. But Boris was, was very much saying he did a Jada like stay alert. And I got confused. Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to know that my nato. Like, look over there. Confusion. We didn't. We didn't feel confusion. an awful lot clearer, do we? Confusion. <laughs> I don't think our lifestyles change much over the past few days, really. I mean, oh. I, I'm still at work anyway. It's not like bars and restaurants are open. Well, things are slowly starting to open because a lot of my friends um, back in New Zealand, they're back at it, basically. Yeah. They're, um, they can have haircuts. They can have haircuts. Their restaurants ring away. Mm-hmm. Everyone's back at work now. Um, now, speaking of haircuts, you're looking a little I, more thank dapper. You. Can I actually just plug my side business? If anyone <laughs> here is around um, the, the northern England, I now <laughs> cut hair. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just want to plug, plug my little business. What's the only thing I'm plugging at the moment, is it? <laughs> oh, no, I want to plug my little hair business. I cut my own hair with a little bit of assistance from Dr. Tom. I would describe it as a full-on team effort. Dr. Tom, a.k.a. Barber Tom, a.k.a. a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Tom Successful, well, a.k.a. Tom Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Tom Liverpool. So um, I actually just went in for it with what I can only describe as a barber's intuition. I could only describe um, it as a hacking motion. Um, I was very precise. <laughs> I, I'm surprised at the outcome. I, I, I think I intervened at the point when it became a salvage job. Let, let's just put that out there. Uh, you, <laughs> Not good PR for my business. T- I mean, you've got lovely thick hair. To be fair to you, you did take out a lot of the weight, I think, with the hacking. I then went in and finessed it with a scissors over comb tech. No, scissors over fingers technique, actually. Come on, technical I'm terms. just somebody who observes the world and I pick <laughs> things up, you know. I thought, 
it was like a I look like a moose. But it's a honest, pretty moose. <laughs> make all the boy moose go. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking you're looking very handsome and a lot smarter actually. Yes. Oh, a shout out to Haley Finnegan. Haley Finnegan wrote a, a nice comment um for our podcast on one of the Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Um Saying that they have now that they listen to it um, mm-hmm. and they have subscribed, and so thank you very very much. That's um, lovely. Thank and you. And say Hayley. that me and my co-host have good chemistry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah my it. co-host. Thank you, thank you. That that is very much how it is. He is my co-host, not I, my equal. I prefer the term co-star or headliner. <laughs> um, Says so my co-host. Um, headliner. I'd like a refill, please. If you could just get me another co-host, could you? I mean, you can you give me a drink, please? Producer, uh, creative director, and talent hostess. Can we just talk about twelve being the new thirteen? In the sense that season twelve is just like it should have been season thirteen with all the bad luck that's happening. Mm. So for, we've already mentioned there's the release of We're Here, the yeah. drag transformation one. Then there's the secret celebrity drag race that yeah. came out. Um, and if and just in case that wasn't enough, um, All Stars Five came out. Yes, and the thing about All Stars Five is that a lot of the queens there are already creating it, pulling focus from them was, you know, to help themselves, summer. can't they? And it's like, come on, guys, like season twelve, like they're yeah. almost done. Two more episodes to go, please. So All Stars 5 is there pulling focus from the Queens and just, just you know, because that wasn't enough. Now we've got the release of Canada's next top... Oh, that's model. Canada's... <laughs> you want to be on... You want to be on top? <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> no I rebuke stay away no so Canada's um, drag race yeah the thing is it is called Canada's drag race it's not RuPaul's drag race it's interesting isn't it it's it's um, yeah because the UK one was RuPaul's, RuPaul's drag, drag race, race. UK, I guess because RuPaul did judge now Ru was happy to I think she popped to the UK and filmed it in the UK because it was a BBC collaboration, wasn't it? We thought at first maybe it was like the contestants went, did the contestants go to LA? I still don't know. I was I was under the um, impression and someone gave me information that it was done in LA. I guess but that then makes they were, sense. They made reference to being in London. But like, you know... They love doing stuff like that. Remember that season five kind of uh, trip around Hollywood, oh, and they were waving at celebrities and stuff. <laughs> that was that was um that was good editing, wasn't it? it so was yes, so they got Canada's next top. Ah, God, <laughs> next I keep saying Canada's next top model. Canada's next top yeah. drag queen of the year competition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can we just rename it? So Canada's Drag Race has come out, and they've got Brooklyn Heights. I guess that's why they're not calling it RuPaul's Drag Race Canada because RuPaul is not. She doesn't want to pop north. She doesn't want to go over the border. But she'll come to the UK. She doesn't want to invite those Canadians over the border either, even though she's had a couple on the show. So well, like, I think that's... that's the difference in title, and it's. Brooke with Jeffrey Boyard Chapman, who's popped up a couple of times, mm-hmm. a very handsome man who is in the... Um... Watch me walk. Yeah, keep watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in the improv challenge in All Stars 3, wasn't yes. he? And he's judged a couple of times, I think. And a lady who... She she trained them runway walking on Top Model, didn't I'm she? On Top Model. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know how that's going to go, but, like, I just really feel for season 12 girls. Like, they can't get a break. <laughs> I know. Just, along with the Shiri Pai drama, it's just... I- 
it's just like snow piling on top of them. So, you know, just... we said last week, you know, we've had the all, you know, three of the four horsemen of the, the apocalypse. The fourth is Canada's Drag Race. They've all ridden into town to decimate season 12 of Drag Race. Now, the thing is, I don't... I mean, are we going to cover it? Should we cover... Because All Stars 5 is coming out. Canada's Next Top Model's coming out. Up, up, look, <laughs> don't correct top? me. Look, I'm sorry. Drag Race. <laughs> because I used to be a huge America's Next Top Model fan. And then I used yeah. to watch Canada's Next Top Model because Jay Manuel, who was the creative director uh-huh. in America's Next Top Model, um, hosted that. He and was, was Tyra. Yes. And he was the one that made me want to get silver hair back yeah. When I was a youngin, so I used to that watch dream that never went away. No, I tried it, didn't work. So <laughs> yeah, so that's happening. Um, season twelve goes. Look, you've still got our full and undivided attention regarding the podcast, and I know that you guys rely on us to keep you and your fame alive, and we're here <laughs> to do that job. I well, it sounds like All Stars Five and Candace next on model are being released pretty much simultaneously so mm. it might be hard to keep up with both and all stars five will be our priority the thing is here why don't we watch it do what we did um last week with the all stars queens yeah just watch them meet the queens i've dipped in i've had a little look at them so i've not very seen, intriguing characters i've in there. not seen the thing so maybe yeah. we could do a quick watch maybe a quick podcast and then decide from there maybe we'll throw another podcast out for you guys on wednesday um and we'll cover the meet the queen to talk about that but yeah let's get on to season 12 episode 12 okay thank you, thank you. let's give them our undivided attention thank because you. they deserve it they do they given do. given all that's happened they need us they do they need us so last week we bid a sad adieu to heidi yes heidi in closet we said farewell to her look it was I mean, yes, there are two clear bottoms. It was definitely Jada and it was definitely Heidi. Definitely. The minute Heidi found out she was in the bottom, she knew she was going home. Like, there's a charm can only take you so far. And I think what she did, and I hope this is what she did, I think she, instead of going into the lip sync feeling desperate and, and all of that, she should have gone in there and just said, you know what, this is my fourth time in the bottom. I'm going up against Jada. Jada's yeah. a front runner of this competition. I. By this stage, I I have to have learned how to what. It did seem like quite a flip. <laughs> I, I need to do a, a double tuck. I need to have learned how to fly. Mm-hmm. I need to have learned how to um, don't know, cut myself in half and put it back. To, like, I need <laughs> pyrokinesis. To I need to yes, I need to breathe fire. Yeah. if I want to stay here. But I, I think what she did is she went into this lip sync and just said, "I'm just gonna have." Fun. And it was quite a joyful lip sync. It was wasn't it? a joyful It was lip-sync. one of those rare lip syncs where they seemed to bounce off each other rather yes. than compete with each other and they embraced at yeah. the end. And clearly there was a nice sisterhood between those two queens. Now, Heidi, she's a shoe in for Miss Congeniality. There's just there are so many lovely girls this season, but she's just a shoe in. She's the epitome of charm and sweet. She's got such a sweet core, you know? Yeah. Um so sad to say goodbye to Heidi, but there wasn't there wasn't anything that I'd call shady judging no. last week. She didn't win the lip sync and she definitely deserved to be in the bottom. So I mean RuPaul gave her a farewell. Can we just remember that? Yeah, it was RuPaul heartfelt. Gave her a nice a send-off and was basically like protect Heidi at all costs. <laughs> yes. Except 
If she takes Heidi in closet. If she goes back to being Heidi in closet. I disown you. Then <laughs> her her Twitter and Instagram accounts will mysteriously disappear. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I relinquish any um, connection with you. Yeah. But that was it. So last week we got Heidi. Now this week moving forward, we have... Um, we have Jackie. Jackie. We have Gigi. We have Sherry. We have uh, Jada. Mm-hmm. And we have Crystal, who was last week's winner. Yep. So we've got a top five. Um this is going to be a really intriguing episode because so going into it, we've got Sherry with two wins, Jada with three, Gigi with three, Crystal with one, fresh off one win, and a kind of rising trajectory. Jackie still no wins. Now, can Jackie pull off a Juju B to become a finalist with no wins? The thing is, Jackie seems to have. Well, Jackie is no Juju B. Juju B was just mm-hmm. lovable. She was a drag. She was, she was really, really quick. She, I mean, I think Jackie does have that charm. There's something about Jackie that's keeping her there. But Jackie does not have the lip sync assassination skills of um, Juju B. She survived two. She was the season's only double Shantae. I mean, we already talked about that double Shantae. It shouldn't have been a double Shantae. No, last week should have been the double Shantae. I mean, last week was more deserving. Heidi and Jada, yeah. Was more deserving of a double Shantae than the previous week. There's just something about Jackie that they love and they keep. There is, it. and I think Jackie's fantastic. Yeah. Is it's just her scorecard isn't matching up. I yep. don't think her scorecard's entirely unjustified. Slightly tweaking the judging could have given her one win by now, but they haven't. Okay, let's have a look at the um the first part because we obviously we haven't yet seen it. Let's have a look at the first part and see where we're at at the moment. We do have an awareness that it's going to be, you know, something similar, we think, to the top five Queens Everywhere yep. from last season, and which was also similar to the top for season 10. America. America. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be some sort of, we think, performance, isn't it? Dancing, singing, kicking, bucking. Let's have a look at the first part and see where we're at at the moment. Thank you. Go. Cool. Let's go. And great, we've just seen the first part, the post-stage, really, and the mini-challenge. So the girls have just come back in, um, into the workroom, and Jada's uh, you know, expressing her sentiments, saying that mm. she's getting quite emotional. You're seeing her mascara I run. noticed that. There's a little crack in her voice, and Jada doesn't you know show emotion. Exactly. And, yeah. and the minute... And the minute she shows her <laughs> vulnerability, the minute she shows her heart, she goes, guys, look, here's my heart. Yeah. And I really want a light to go off. The lights went off. And it was so, it was so awkward. It's like, pay your bills, RuPaul. <laughs> pay your damn taxes, y'all. It's like, Ru, if you had it for cash, we can give you a little loan. Like, it was like, it was, I was like, imagine being Jada in that moment know, and just yeah. really feeling it. And the lights go off and you're like... Well, uh-huh. I'm, I'm halfway there, <laughs> you know? I will She's say. like, I'm really, I'm so close to like having a, a really good moment. And <laughs> yeah. you guys, it's almost like, you guys almost like, you know what I thought? I thought it was going to be like an all stars, you know, when they did the, I uh, thought that. Face, the face yeah. crack. And then the girls are going to come. <laughs> I, I thought, thought that the lights went yeah. off and people were going to come in and they're going to turn the lights back on and bam, all the girls were there. I thought we were going to see Alyssa Edwards on the side of the mirror again, pulling that face with... That gorgeous face of hers. I was like, "Oh my god, are they gonna? Are they bringing back a girl?" And yeah. then, and then I think we were both like, "Oh, but this is it. No, something's happening. Something's happening." And it wasn't. It, I know. <laughs> I, I genuinely felt when we were watching this, something's got to happen. I was. Like, I kept on saying, "Didn't I?" There are no accidents in RuPaul's Drag Race. Turns out there are. There are- 
Um, do you know um, Jada's? You know Jada's single "Delicate Streak Beautiful. of Black Mascara" gave me such Nina Benina vibes. It really did. Remember, Nina, yes. Like that single tear, and and Nina Benina had the chance to go backstage, wipe that off. And... Tonight, tonight you gave us Miri J Blige, but please, girl, no more drama. <laughs> you, know, you know when RuPaul does the yeah, amazing I like lines. She goes. Your Beyonce was no destiny, child. <laughs> so, anyway, so go back. It was such an anti-climax because I really thought that something was happening. I was like, yeah. oh, something's happening. Someone's, someone's, some of the, I, I think I see shadows moving. The shadows moving. Someone's coming back to the workroom and then they're like, now you guys have to go into the untucked lounge while we sort out our bills. <laughs> so I was just thought it was so awkward for Jada. You know, she's she, she's just there. She's right there to give you that Would moment. Be... And then the Lord said, no. <laughs> the Lord said, do not. I be, rebuke. <laughs> I repel you. It would amaze. It would have been amazing to have a returning queens moment. But there we go. So we're on to um, the girls have a little chat about how they're feeling, and we get a sense. You know, Jada says, "You know, I started on the top, and here I am in the bottom." And then she compares herself to Crystal, who's had this rising trajectory that we kept talking about. So people's confidences are in different places. I think Jada. Jada, for all her. You know, her exterior confidence is feeling a little shaken, I think. Um, Crystal's on a high. Gigi, again, she's having another week of like, I'm determined. I'm determined not to be rattled this week because she had week after week of not... Like, she was cruising. She was on a high right up into the middle of the season and she's just not been able to recapture that since. Jackie calls herself Susan Lucci, which we heard, you know, we've heard each season since season two, really. Pandora Box is the original Susan Lucci. Uh... I, I think Jackie's going into this kind of accepting, like, I'm here, I'm here for thriving, I have a great time, but I am not going to make it into this. But my report card yeah. just doesn't stand up to them. The only person here that I can maybe have a chance against will be Crystal. Crystal so if I can yeah. just outperform Crystal in this week's challenge, yeah. I might have a chance. And I definitely think that's what Jackie's feeling. Let's go into the mini challenge. The mini yeah. challenge was they had to do something quite similar to like season seven's prison. Yeah, it was very that. Was it, know, or the judge one in season oh, eight. Oh yeah, judge the judge Judy, one yeah. in season eight. Or the... Uh, maybe season five where they had to do the little dolls. Little pound cake. Or didn't they have like snugglers they didn't have dressing gowns to dress up oh, in season yes. five yeah and then um yes the moment where roxy it's... was like she just put on a character yeah Jinx just put on a character like she always does anyway so so they had to do that but it had to be a kind of a las vegas theme wasn't it like a showgirl yeah. type cabaret theme um there were some cute looks here i really really like Gigi's, and i was glad that she, spoiler alert she won um i love the combination of gold and turquoise and it reminded me of sugar cane turquoise turquoise these were really speaking to me, RuPaul. Um, it reminded me of um, Sugar Cane's um, gorgeous gold runway look with the the turquoise feathers, and it was very kind of Aztec inspired. Gave me vibes. It was just a gimmicky kind of mini challenge, wasn't it? Oh it yeah. Was, um... I mean, we don't think we need to go into it in any depth, but that was Gigi's was my favourite. She won a prize, but no advantage this episode. Yes, I guess it kind of leads us to the maxi challenge. So the maxi challenge for this week's episode is that the girls have to perform amid of original songs from the critically acclaimed 
RuPaul Drag Race Live. Now, that's the <laughs> show that they had now in Las Vegas, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it looked amazing. I, I definitely want to check it out. <laughs> Let's get some plane tickets to Las Vegas. I mean, Vegas. they're doing, they're doing like, really, really well. <laughs> that's not happening anytime soon, the by the thing, way. like, oh, this is another thing that's not going to be happening. Exactly. It's another sort of thing, like, you know, we've spoken about theatres, haven't we? Theatres have to be packed out to break even. But that's, like, a lot of the times people are saying if the movies do come back or if theatres do open again, then they can just, like, sell one seat. Mm-hmm. and then have two two free and then another seat do you know what I mean but like you said if they aren't having a full house a lot of theatres don't even break even yeah. and there's no point spending all that money on getting um, the actors the singers the directors the, on the, the, the stage producers the technical team no point having all of the stuff that requires to put on a show and only having a quarter or half the audience it's not going to pay the bills absolutely so, that's a, so anyway, back to this. You digress, not me. We digress. <laughs> the girls have to perform a medley of original songs from RuPaul's Drag Race Live. And yes. that's going to include a big opening number, uh-huh. a heartfelt first act closer, mm-hmm. and a disco finale. They have to record vocals. And they have to also do an original rap verse. And they're working with Jamal Sims, who's yes. actually the RuPaul's Drag Race director. And as we said the before. live director. Very much a part of the RuPaul family. He choreographed the Madonna episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it sounds quite exciting to me. And the girls have got to write their own rap verse as well, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. So it very much is. It's a different kind of style, if you like, but it's very much a convention. What has become a conventional top four or top top five challenge. Yep. Um, the um, So who do you think is going to do well going into this? Well, my predictions is that, well, just going back on to how the girls have done in the past regarding performance type challenges yeah. I see Gigi doing well because Gigi won her rep she, uh, and not, she did well in the Madonna challenge those are the two kind of like standout performance challenges well, this she didn't season. really win but she was top she was top her. two that she did well for that and then we've also got Jada who Jada actually won her performance challenge for the first she did because she went lip sync too, didn't she? You don't know me. Yeah. The yes, Sherry Jada, was top two that episode as well. Yes, so um, I think Jada's going to be up there. I think Sherry's going to be up there as well. If they cater to her strengths, I think Sherry will do well. With she looked like she the heartfelt first act closer. She looked excited that I think she wants something where she could be camp and emote. She's not going to be like. Doing loads of choreography, I don't think. No. Jada and Gigi can do all those things. I think they're shoe-ins. Crystal, how's Crystal going to do? I don't think Gigi's a good good with choreography. I, I think Gigi's actually just good doing her own thing. If she's given the right choreography. Like in the Madonna thing was choreographed and she, she worked at it and did it. What you need to understand is this. There's, there's two types of performances, especially when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race. There's one where you become where you become a feature performer where you can't really do choreography. So what, and I almost think it's more beneficial for you to not have a dance background because if you don't have a dance background, what they do is they make you front and center and then they get every all of the other backup dancers to be like you're your backup. They compliment you. So you're there and they compliment you and it's not too tricky. However, when you're a dancer and they know you're a dancer, they make you do all the choreography and they make you almost blend in with like the dance ensemble. 
And it's much harder, but it's, sometimes it can be harder to shine when you're all doing the same thing. So when you look at Gigi, when the, the Madonna challenge, Gigi versus... Madonna. The Madonna. The Madonna <laughs> challenge. Um, when you look at Gigi and Jan, Jan had to do all that dancing and it really didn't... I mean, it showed her that she was a good dancer, but when you're a feature performer like Gigi and you're doing your own thing and everyone else compliments you and, and helps you, um, helps elevate your performance, it, you shine in a different way. Part of that reflected those different periods of Madonna's career, though, because um, uh, Jan was doing exactly what they did in the Lucky Star video, where she danced against a white background with two dancers. And during that Papa Don't Preach video, she was more of a solo dancer. Um, anyway, thank you for schooling me. Thank you for educating me. I'm just, I'm just saying that when you become a, when you're a dancer. A lot of the times they make you do all this tricky choreography and it doesn't really pay off at the end because a lot of the times people don't take that into consideration. Uh-huh. And I also look at Davina the Campo. Davina the Campo for her Drag Race UK, how she was given um, all this really, really tricky choreography, beautiful choreography, lovely choreography. And then other people got more comedic or more more a performance that really didn't require I see what you mean because the bit that stands out for me in that one is they've doing that funny doing little, that funny, the little exactly. finger no 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 but so, yeah yeah so when you yeah. become a dancer you be, you blend in with the other dancers and remember that your backup dancers are trained so you you know it's if, if you're if you're not as good then you just become that that weak link and but your center so god knows and then you also look at Britta Britta was Britta I think is a better dancer than some of the other girls yes and um she was center and she had to dance with him and she was off a little bit but like had she been given something more soloist mm-hmm. where people complimented her and she wasn't doing the choreography she definitely would have stayed that way so you have to when you put everyone up against each other fairly you have to say everyone do the same choreography if I want to judge you on choreography I don't know it the state or I don't think that Gigi's good at choreography because she struggled in the first one but she did shine when it was her own moments in the that kind of part yeah what about Crystal? Was she going to fall? Crystal, from what I can see, is an awkward mover. <laughs> well, she taught us all about dance last week. Thank you I learned a lot, is, of, I learned a lot of dance moves from her. Awkward in the body. Awkward in the body. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but like she, you didn't really see her shine in the Madonna because she was just doing that goofy kind of little movements. It wasn't that again, that, that catered to her skills, didn't it? Because again, Madonna was doing that that part of her career. She was doing jerky dancing. She was doing flowy movements. She was being very Earth Mother. And then she was very jerky during her own kind of like stand up show. There, she was also weird in the movements for her Nicki, with Nicki Minaj. There, um, 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 I'm I'm Yeah, it's I don't know. I I just think that the standouts for this week are going to be Jada because she did move very well. Yeah, even though she says she's not a choreographer, her movements are well, and she has been keeping in time. She's got charismatic stage presence as well. Um, and I also think that Sherry might do well. This is not going to be Jacqueline's challenge, I don't think. No, she can't sing. She can't dance. What can she do? That's a joke. She's obviously very talented, but this does not cater to her yeah, skill set. She's just not that kind of drag queen. Not every drag queen is a tongue-popping, death-dropping. Yeah. Well, there's different styles. And unfortunately, this week's challenge doesn't cater to her biggest strengths. However, we have had past challenges already um, that did cater to her for her to shine. So, mm. I mean, it's fair game for anyone. Let's get into it then. Yeah, let's watch the next part of this, yeah? Yeah. Let's go. So the part we're going on to now is we're looking at the uh, rehearsals. Yes. So the girls um, 
have had their little talk in the workroom. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is one funny part that uh, was it Gigi. Gigi says when they're asking her about, do you think you have an advantage because you did that previous rap challenge? She mm-hmm. goes, well. Um, I'm that bitch was a very, very much different vibe. I want to use this rap to show my vulnerability. Yes. And there's a bit of like, a, how am I going to show vulnerability through rap? Um, obviously, you know, one of my favorite vulnerable artists is Lil' Kim. Yep. Love it when she shows her vulnerability. <laughs> Cardi B yep. as well. Like, she's all about that vulnerability. Do you know? Yeah. Snoop Dogg, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. Let's go into the vocal rehearsals. First okay. up, we have uh, Miss Gigi going in there. What I got from her vocal um, kind of critique is that she actually just needs to inject a bit more oomph, more energy into her vocals because yeah. she's saying some badass lines. She's, you know, she's spitting some real ish on the daily, you yes. know, but <laughs> she's just like reading. Oh, she's actually, it sounds like she's reading something like off a, off, off some paper, which is actually doing, it doesn't sound like she believes what she's rapping about. Mm-hmm. She's not really living that moment. She's just, you, Putting something into an answering machine. <laughs> My favorite kind of rap. Yeah. Um, the, I guess we've seen this before with Gigi where she tends to think about things quite a lot. She's in her head a lot. She likes to plan things. When she goes in there, it's not necessarily like got the feeling like in the Madonna challenge. She needed that little bit of encouragement and feedback and she really brought it in the end, didn't she? Yeah. Um, they were saying that, you know, they wanted her to bring uh, that kind of like strutting down the runway energy. You know, yeah. she needs to be Linda Evangelista stomping down that runway for Versace in the 90s. If your line says, I'm here to steal the show, Mm. damn, like, make me believe you're here to steal the show. And I think that is the main critique, not just for her, but for all the other girls. What they need to do is they need to stop reading something off a piece of paper. Then They need to stop reciting poetry. They need to turn (laughs) this into some kind of flow. They need to, like, give it a bit of attitude. It's a rap. Yeah. You know? Do you know, do you know what I couldn't get yeah, my Yeah, mother. Yeah. They, they all got fairly similar feedback in that sense, apart from perhaps Jackie. Jackie seemed to come in there with a bit more energy than the other girls. Jackie, you, like, we were saying this is not her week. We are saying this is, she can't sing, she can't dance. So far, <laughs> she has the best flow, the mm-hmm. best rhythm. And it's just really, really good. It's re- And I could hear that she was... Again, as she always does, part of her brand, her Persian heritage, she's rapping about being Persian and it's and it's there. One of my favorite parts about her rap is mm-hmm. that there's a part where it goes, where she starts rapping really, really quickly. And I love it because there is clarity in the way that she is spitting that, yeah. those lines. And I compare it to Shea kool in season nine. Shea kool Shea kool You know how she had that lump and her final one, she was like, um... I'm about to, what was her rap? Oh, I can't remember it very well, but I remember her being amazing. So like, cool, and like, she, look at the edges I snatched today. She's, uh, still, I go up and yeah. get a man. That's what I heard. She spat double time, didn't she? Yeah, but that's literally what I heard. I didn't yeah. hear the... I just heard like a lot of mumbling. And then I heard... Supermodel twist today. She's a real, real bad-ish arm. Yeah. However, compare that to, to Jackie. I could hear... 
every single syllable, every single word that was coming out of her mouth. It was yeah. clear. I, I, I loved her rap the most. And she mixed up her flow, didn't she? Yes. She got a little bit of, kind of they, they asked her to work a little bit. I thought she had the best flow out of anybody. And like those different tempos and stuff. And she kind of shifted gears, which is yeah. really, really great. Uh, um, I think she was my favorite. Crystal. Crystal kind of brought characteristic crystal quirkiness and she kind of came in there without a fully formed idea and needed quite a lot of direction, didn't she? Like, you saw her like running out of steam and like forgetting her lines and stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say about this rap is that the, the beat underneath it wasn't very like, it was very different to the, you know, the rap challenge in the first episode. It wasn't like hip hoppy. It wasn't very current. It had a real disco beat. It gave me like blondie rapture vibes. Like that seems to be what they were spitting over a disco beat. Was it like <clears throat> white people rap? I think, so. I mean, my point of reference there was blondie. <laughs> was, yeah, was, and I don't think you get much more white rapping than I was blondie. Like, um, when you see blondie, I'm like, girl. <laughs> I mean, you know, Debbie Harry, gorgeous as she is, uh, is a white lady. What I saw from Crystal again is um, so much focus on, like, her rapping. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, they get so stuck in their head when they hear rap. And they, I think automatically they start comparing themselves to, like, those really, really hardcore, amazing rappers, like Tupac. They start comparing themselves <laughs> to, like, Cardi B. They start comparing themselves to Bone Thugs. They start comparing themselves to, like, Twister. But they just need to realize that kind of, in, in a way, like, rap is your own feel. Mm-hmm. And, and you're seeing, so just, just make it you, basically. Instead yeah. of Instead of trying to make it something else or what you think rap is, just, just make it your own. And I think that's what Crystal was in her head about because there was so much cracking. There was so much of looking mm. at, she kept on looking at the musical director mm. with the her face saying, is that it? Am I, is that a rap? Am I <laughs> rapping? Did you like that? Yeah. And like, there were times when she was great, but she's so focused on the technical side as well. Like when she kept cracking, she kept losing focus. You can fix a crack. Yes, as you we're can told, fix, as we're reminded, yeah. You can fix a crack in post-production. Mm-hmm. You can't fix the the realness Yes. The realness, the realness. You cannot create emotion and passion mm. with auto tune, can you? Exactly. But you can smooth over. Exactly. I think, like a few cracks add a bit of character anyway. I, you know, I get sick of hearing perfect auto tune vocals, to be honest. I love hearing it. Well, bit. I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> Let's move to Jada. Now, Jada is, you know, look over there, look over oh, there, but do not yeah, look yeah, at her yeah. because she is on struggle bus doesn't feel like again this is similar energy to what she brought to the madonna challenge she came in there not really knowing what she was doing and kind of mumbling into her lines michelle gave her very good direction on that occasion um for madonna yeah she did she sort of bring the sex bring the sex your um justify my love erotica era madonna um i wonder will jada take the feedback and bring the sexiness the confidence this time i mean jada you are a sister Mm-hmm. You are not allowed. <laughs> you are not allowed to not rap. Be able to rap. No, no. I'm, I'm. I'm not going to have it. Todrick wouldn't have it with Age O'Hara. I'm not going to have it with you. You are not allowed to let us down there. But there was complete struggle, and I really do hope that she she does find her flow. Let's move on to the dancing again, taken by Jamal Sims, just like in Madonna. Yeah. You know what he actually says? This is the first time I hear it. It's actually a musical. It is. It is basically a rusical, isn't it? But they didn't say that in the 
in the um, in the Mexi Challenge. I guess it's a, it's a different label for the same thing. Really. We haven't yet seen it yet, but like it seems so far, it's quite different to what they've done in the past, isn't it? I, I'm I'm guessing so. I guess I'm guessing that's what we're going to see. I guess you know what is a musical if it's not the girls laying down some vocals, lip syncing, and doing some choreo, which is basically what the final challenge is nowadays. And some acting, acting, acting. <sighs> you know what? <sighs> He's such I'm a acting. <laughs> Teleport us to Mars. <laughs> Let's look at him as a choreographer. He is just such good vibes. He is so, so encouraging. Wouldn't you want to learn the dance from him? He is a lovely gentleman. He uh, he's gentle and encouraging. Um, different in vibe to remember. Remember how Todrick started off gentle and encouraging and it felt like the producers had given him some feedback to like be a bit shadier, create a bit of drama kind of thing. And he got like really tough with them the past couple of seasons. Now we have Jamal being really quite lovely and supportive, I think, in contrast. He's always been there, even when he made appearances in previous episodes. I want mm. everyone to know that Jamal Sims, this kind, very supportive and encouraging choreographer, mm-hmm. he is not an accurate <laughs> representation of what choreographers are like. Are you he, sure? He is not. I would, like, I've <laughs> when I used to teach dance in New Zealand, it, <laughs> like, there was one, all the other teachers were like, students were, would cry. They would cry. The parents wouldn't have any of it. They were like, the, the, the parents are just as hard as the teachers. They're mm. like, fix it, fix it, fix it. <laughs> um, and yes, they'd be yelled at. They'd be pointed out in front of everyone, humiliated. But it, it did make you a stronger dancer. Yes, but I would love to see someone like Jamal Sims taking an audition. If I went to an audition and yeah. it was Jamal Sims, I would be happy because he is not the kind of choreographer that you see at auditions. The kind of choreographers that you get are these people who make you wait five hours. I'm not, not, not lying. Let's look at, let's look at an, an open call. Yeah. You're waiting five hours, four hours, um, and then you finally get to register. That's just the queue to get in. Mm-hmm. And then you're wait, you're warming up and waiting for like another hour or two. And then they finally stroll in, you know, all, all important, the choreographer and the, and the director and, and, and the vocal coach. And they come in and they just have this air of, I'm just better than everyone here. <laughs> and, oh, I, I have all the power in the world. And they just talk to you like, oh, yeah, th- thank you. Um... We're going to be teaching you a dance if, you know, don't take it personally. <laughs> if we don't choose you, you're just not what we're looking for just right now. Just don't have now. feelings. Yeah, and they, they're just very, very much like that. And like, uh, uh, and you're, you just never know what they're after. You really don't. <laughs> so this is not what it's like in the industry, okay? So the, Jamal Sims. The, you, yes, lovely man. Clap, clap, clap. But they're usually a bit more Abby Lee Miller than Jamal Sims. Very much Abby Lee. <laughs> so let's look at dancing. Gigi's dancing. You know what? She actually surprised me. Like there was, she was doing the Monet Exchange. She's a super queen, super queen. <laughs> that slow motion I run. I love Monet ah. Exchange. We do them quite often. Though. Monet's high kicks. And what do you call the thing that she does with her arms? Hey, hey. <laughs> we no. love Monet's dance moves. The thing is, Gigi's actually not that bad of a dancer. Mm-hmm. I was actually seeing her have much more control of her body than I remember. Yeah. Uh, all I remember is her doing a solo part, but this is choreography, and I actually think she's doing okay. Well, I wonder, you know, Gigi, given time and practice, again, I think everything with Gigi is like, she needs a bit of time to think, to practice, to really put everything together. And, um, you know, with the Madonna challenge, she was struggle best in the rehearsal and came back looking. I know, I know we've talked about it and it wasn't like 
super complex choreography that she did. But she, she, but what she to my was, mind, she danced. She what performed. she was given, she was yeah. amazing. Again, the same thing for that comedy challenge. She was struggle bus in the rehearsals. Mm-hmm. But, but then when she came back, she had, like, she was much better. Yeah. Much better. Much oh, better. To be honest, I hate that much better thing. I'm so over it. Please don't do that. If, if we, we do it like one in every 10 episodes or, or something, it's fine. Okay. Because okay. I'm just over it. Now, let's look at Jackie. Oh, you know what? This is what I want to say about Jackie. Jackie, at the moment, doesn't look like the best dancer, Mm-mm. period, house down boots. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. She's always got such a great energy. She does. And yeah. She's the kind of student that... As a dance teacher, she's, she's the kind of student that you see and you want to give time and you want to see them succeed because they want to as well and, and they put they give it their all. But what Jackie didn't do in the Madonna Challenge, because let's, let's talk about the Madonna Challenge. She also had this great energy with Jamal in the rehearsals. <laughs> and then come the actual Madonna Rusical, she just had this state of shock on her. Like she just, her face was like a deer in the headlights. There was no performance from the face. I was so, so dead. So what I, mean, I want to say to Jackie is that Jackie, I'm seeing all this character and I'm seeing all this energy. I'm seeing all this vibe. If you learn to inject that into your performance, into your face, you're gonna, your performance would go from a 30 to like a, to an 85, 90, mm. because performance is part of it. Yes, like you're, you are at where you are at with your dancing right now. You are not gonna learn a double pirouette overnight. You are not gonna learn how to be <laughs> a great dancer overnight. That, that's, that's like a lot of training, but what you can do is you can be who you are. You're a campy, you're a nerdy queen, you're a funny queen, you're a clever. Be there and inject that personality into your performance because it's, it was so nice when mm. I got to see it here. It's I think it's a bit of a tired trope, but Rue says it all the time, doesn't she? Whatever you're good at, apply it to this challenge. Yes. And like, it sounds a bit tired. It sounds a bit cliche, but it actually rings true a lot of the time, doesn't yes. it? So come on, Jackie, let's bring that energy. Because J- Jackie's rap is great, but and Jackie's energy and her vibe is so good. You know, that's something that was missing from Madonna. If she learns to inject it in here, yeah. she's going to do well. And I'm, I'm actually I'm actually rooting for her because she's she's definitely going in guns blazing. And don't she's been asked to do here as well, which she failed to do in the Madonna, is bring the sexy. She was like a virgin Madonna. And that is all about oozing um, kind of nubile sex appeal. And um, can she do it here? Let's see. Crystal, again, is category is just awkward in the <laughs> body. Oh. She's um has no control of her limbs, but again, she's got that. She's got such that that quirky, lovable nature that she needs to realize. RuPaul loves it. She. Had- Doors crystal. So she needs again to just put that into performance because from what I could see, maybe not the best dancer. Mm, but oozing charm. But oozing the charm yeah. and oozing the cutesiness. And then uh what was that thing that we picked up again? Whenever she would fail. I really like this because she gives a really good example of um of positive a- positive affirmations and sort of mantras. And you know, this is something that uh that I discuss with my clients in therapy. It's actually a really effective way. If you're struggling with your self-esteem or if you're struggling with your self-confidence in a particular area, develops like develop some positive mantras to argue with those um, internal monologues that are telling you you can't do something. Yeah, talk yourself up. I mean, Crystal does say it in a really jokey way. 
um and um she's very kind of like i'm a great dancer when what she should be saying is like i'm a great dancer Mm. she should just be i you know identifying as a great dancer and Gigi points out quite shrewdly, I think, Gigi's like, you need to put that energy out to the universe. When what I would say actually is you need to put that energy to yourself. It's about your self to self voice. Never mind. I mean, it's up to you what you believe in. Never mind the universe in my point of view, though. It's about what you say to yourself in those situations. Yep. The thing is, she also did that in the vocals. Did you realize whenever she would fail, yeah. she would go, heart. Yeah, heart. Which was. Again, what you were saying was yeah. kind of like defamation, really telling you, like, I was like, okay, mm. that was crap. Anyway, Jada. Jada. Hmm. I, can't, I just can't believe that I'm seeing one of my sisters <laughs> with no rhythm. Now, to be honest, she does have the most rhythm in this group. She well, does. She definitely has the most rhythm. I'll tell you what she does have, even in the rehearsals, mm-hmm. great confidence and stage there we go. presence. Yep. And... I love it when we saw the revival of Widow Von Du's elbow uh, knee-jerk <laughs> move. You know, they were that over and When over the clubs reopen, yeah. <laughs> the gays all over the land will be doing that oh swag God. move. Everyone's, if, I, if I go to a gay club and I see anyone doing the Widow Von Du, <laughs> and that's what it's called. She doing the Widow Von Du. Hey! It reminds oh. me of like 90s pop videos or like 90s like R&B hip-hop videos. It's very 90s, I think. Yeah. Even Britney Spears does it in some of her video I, I clips. I could see Salt and Pepper doing it. You know, now one thing about her performance. Um, when I say her, I mean Jada. One thing about Jada is that Jamal actually talked to the girls and said, and use using Jada as an example, says that there's something about mm. Jada's vibe that you guys need to take notes from. And mm-hmm. what I would love to say to the girls as well is that he's not saying that Jada is an amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. Because that's it's too late now. You you're at where you're at with your dance, and but what that he might is, be a lie. <laughs> what he is saying is that her vibe is getting her through the choreography, yeah. And the vibe and the energy and the confidence is something that you can bring overnight. You can learn that overnight to bring to the stage mm-hmm. to your performance. You have that in you. You're not going to go home and learn how to do a split. You're not going to go <laughs> home and learn how to do like an aerial. No, but you can. Amp it up. Don't you, you tell me what I can and can't do. I'm going to learn to do a split tonight. Mm. I'm stretching right now. Yeah, your mouth. <laughs> but that's one thing that the girls need to take note is that it's just as important to be confident. And there's another thing that he says that I loved. He says that the moves should look like they're yours and not mine. I love and, that, yeah. And as a dancer, for me, mm. that's something that I always do. The, the moves should look natural on me. The moves should look like the bowler. Yes. It should look like it's mine. And no one... Because the minute you look like you're doing something that was taught to you, that's mm-hmm. the moment you lose the essence of it. Do you know what I mean? That's when you. Be, that's when it becomes two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, and it doesn't become about the feel. It doesn't become about the performance. The year, mother effer year. Yeah, year, mother effer year. So that's it. All right. Um, sh- any last... Notes that you want to talk about this rehearsal. I, I just think it's like classic RuPaul, let's show them all struggling in the rehearsals kind of thing. Yep. Nobody is really standing out as being like, oh, they're going to slay this. Apart from Jackie's a bit of surprise, I guess. Yes. But like what happens in the final performance remains to be seen. Right. right. Let's move on to the next part. Mm-hmm. 
Look, we have just seen the final production on the yeah. main stage. Can I just say this is amazing? It was such a great performance. It Everything was stunning. From um, the production value to the talent to the lighting to the writing to the music. <laughs> it was so great. The, the, the staging. I was really... I mean, I want to go... To Las Vegas yeah. to watch this show. I do, I do too. It was fantastic. I hope this actual production makes it. I just want to say it was so good. I'm, I'm looking at it overall. It was the music was so clever because I'm yeah. I'm already singing, baby, we made it, we made it. <laughs> and then there was the just the mirror, just the mirror. I've got stuck mirror. in my head. Losing is the new winning. Us, dos, tres, tres. <laughs> Okay, let's break it down in the three categories. Well, not categories, three shows. Category. Okay? The first one three that we started. Three acts, if you like. Yeah. The first act was Baby, Baby, We Made It. Yeah. And they did. They, it was amazing. I love how they took us right back to day one. Yeah. And um, kind of the song spoke to each of the girls. It told me, this is my story. I made it. Here I am. They were there in the costumes that they all walked in. That was a high cute energy, touch, wasn't it? High energy, high camp, mm. great vocals. And obviously it wasn't them, but it was just, it was such a good opening. Yes. I don't think there's a, it's probably the act that there's the least amount to say about it in a way, because it was just like, like you say, it was fun. It was high energy. They brought back their original costumes and they just like summed up the excitement of arriving on Drag Race. And yeah. But isn't it interesting that they're like, baby, we've made it. It's like you've made it to Drag Race, but the race is just beginning. So this is the beginning of our three act kind of performance. And next we go on to... The next part was Just the Mirror, which was a beautiful um, ballad. Beautiful, slow it. tempo. It was so... And, and this is the word that we love. I could see the vulnerability. <laughs> the vulnerability really of each could. of the queens. And it was a story, wasn't it? It was a yes. story about each of the girls, um, how how they were, how drag kind of found them. Yeah. They're and really, how they feel in drag. They really emoted, didn't they? Yes. They, this is a chance for them to act a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it was exactly as you say, it was kind of what you know from from little children you know they're kind of like perhaps identification with the glamour of and the power that women have um and how drag later on in their lives yeah unlocked some potential in them and they they really it was a really kind of took us on a bit of a journey this one didn't it it was really really very reminiscent of reflections by and uh, disney's uh, mulan <laughs> that was very reflection of that kind of message and also that kind of feel i just want to say the people that really stood out in this in this just the mirror the ballad was jackie's um acting and her singing yes her i could really i believe her yeah i believe everything she says and jackie's really really good at showing that that sorrow showing that that she's such a great storyteller she shows her heart doesn't she yeah she really does she really knows how to to wear her heart on her sleeve and then put it on the stage i could also see that same thing from sherry i could as well and sherry opened this one and um she's she opened i think all three of them i think she did actually um that limelight stealer, Sherry Pie. Um, the 
she actually did like really good acting i thought she did that really good thing that um it reminds me of um gaga's bad romance video when there's a little bit when she like you say something emotional and then you kind of like look away to the side like you're trying to stop yourself from crying she did that thing yeah (laughs) yeah that thing yeah yeah yeah. the one where you pinch the pinch the little bridge between <laughs> that, your that's eyes that's quite melodramatic isn't it there's a bit more subtlety around the old kind of like i'm just gonna look to the side you know what i loved about shiri is that this song was about being vulnerable and mm. showing their vulnerability and she's on stage with no whiff no whiff how strong of a message is that because it's not just she wasn't just showing that she was a man you know mm. a lot of the times when you watch a show's backstage how the women have their hair pinned back right yeah. back and they're all always changing wigs and it actually took me back to that kind of um yeah. that kind of feel as well but also in the in the case for sherry pie being a drag queen it really took me right down to being and like her friend yeah. someone that she's telling a story to that she's letting her hair down literally mm, yeah um so i've really really felt that performance from her the vocals that surprised me was miss Gigi. she girl great. girl was giving um I, I, like range the girl was giving vibrato the girl was giving harmony mm. like well Gigi, you know She's another one with, like, I think we've said it throughout the season, she does these little micro expressions that show what a good actress she is. Mm-hmm. And she channeled that into into this as well. Um, and also, I did also say that Jackie had great vocals as well. Mm. When I look at the other the other queens on, on, the, um, on the stage, I see Jada and I see Crystal. Now, these two queens have something in common. They both naturally speak high. Yeah. You know, when you hear Jada, she's like, girl, cha, this is, and blah, 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 blah. Like, I can't believe that she did this. No, 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 you didn't let me finish talking. You know, I, I, I wouldn't let me talk. And then you hear Crystal, and Crystal's like, ah, like, I'm a Crystal. Like, this is, you know, I'm goofy. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. you hear them sing. And they're, like, when they open their mouths on stage, I'm looking around, I'm looking around like, who's that man? There's someone else singing. And the voice is coming from did them. Barry White lend his talent yeah. as from beyond the grave. Is, is Luther Vandross <laughs> making an appearance. And it's it's so strange to hear their range, their mm. singing range quite low. And like I was singing along and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really low. And then they start talking and then it's quite high. So it's really, really, it's very it didn't matter so much in this number because when you talk about like sorrow, mm-hmm. sometimes a, a feminine lady does like to sing in a lower register because like when you think of a Desiree mm-hmm. and her kissing right, you yeah. from Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> there, she sings really, really quite low and sometimes it, it, it suits the genre. So I didn't really mind it here, but I did find it really, really strange because I know what they sound like when they talk. Yeah. Um, I also think like, um, although again coming back to the fact that and i think this is going to be our go-to everybody did a great job during this nobody messed anything up i think the way that crystal paints sometimes restricts her ability to emote a little bit because she's so painted yep um so we couldn't see the subtleties in her expression the way we could see it with jackie or gigi that's a very good observation thank you Um, sometimes i see things yes what i wanted to say is what was her name? Crystal. Mm. Crystal's voice is shaky. 
And mm. this is the first time I'm hearing her vocals. I could hear the, sh- the shakiness in her vocals, which is strange because I know for a fact that their vocals have undergone post-production yeah. audio editing yeah. slash auto-tune. So I don't know how that made it out, but I could hear her quite shaky in there. And But with Jada, Jada was just low. It was just really, really low and really, really like, (laughs) I was just like, but besides that, it was a beautiful, heartfelt Mm. ballad that I really, I really got into. I really enjoyed. The girls all looked lovely in this one as well. Jada in particular was giving me a, like uh, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody, mm, just kind of like, you know, nice. in her boudoir kind of look. I just felt like it was a very personal performance, isn't it? Mm. It really was. And the lighting helped out as well. Let's mm. move on to the last act, which was Losing is the New Winning. How mm. amazing. So first of all, we started off with this, baby, we made it. And then yeah. Just the Mirror, which is a very, oh, sorry, in, in the case of Crystal and Jada, <laughs> Just a mirror, just a mirror, and me. And then they went to losing as the new winning, which was high, high energy. Like yeah. it's that classic kind of musical ending where everything's come together and it's lovely. Like they've taken me on a a journey. They're taking me on a a roller coaster of energy, of emotion, of performance, and I really, really love it. These girls came out in three different looks as well for this they changed that quick and so they the, changed that they quick did. this they last just... one they were very much like in their girl band dance bodysuits, weren't they yes and, and what this girl one band was disco it was yeah. beautiful disco now um again sherry pie opened it lovely did. let's talk about the performances of the first two which is jackie and crystal who kind of did a joint verse yes and then jackie did exactly what I wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. She injected her personality. She injected her performance. Yeah. She, like, her emotions were showing for her face. And you know what? I think her dancing was amazing. Maybe she was it really wasn't. Good. Maybe it wasn't technically amazing, but it was amazing because her performance was amazing. And because she looked like she looked like someone I wanted to dance with. She's someone mm-hmm. that if I saw her dancing in a club like yeah. that, I would go and dance next to her and like I'll be dancing with you because <laughs> I I want I want what you're having. I want some of that energy. <laughs> yeah. I want some of that vibe. She's having a good time. Isn't She's having she? a good time. And yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. have a good time, and I really yeah. love the. Then you. The thing is, and her voice was stunning. The problem is that when you have Jackie singing like la 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 la, and then the next verse is Crystal, and Crystal, you go from la 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 to Crystal going la 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 la, and it's disco. It just it takes away the energy from the music when you're singing like this low to that high tempo song. It's jarring. I completely, I can. That's the word I would use as well. I completely agree with you. The the kind of the it was not seamless, as John McLean would say. It wasn't seamless. It wasn't seamless. No, uh, I actually found it quite jarring as well, going from the the one pitch to another, and it happened again with Jada as well. But yeah, when they were doing like the little bits at the end of their verses, they went high. Yes, and showed exactly. that they can hit those notes. Can, and they, are, no, they are in that range. I don't know if there was a stylist. The choice uh, was the wrong choice to mm-hmm. make. Choices. 
definitely choices mm. and then they come together and they do their choreography together and I just felt like they both were great yes next to each other no one was outperforming the other that I could see mm-hmm. to me it looked like they were doing things quite in sync and yeah. it was a good job done no one no, not too much of a stuff up although I did see a tiny stuff up in Crystal's um, solo moments with her dancers mm-hmm. but it wasn't more of a stuff up because she was centre she could get away with it yeah and both were like as you pointed out earlier because they're not choreographers they were sort of showcased by their dancers mm. So there were lifts and things that showcased them and like brought you to the the face and yeah, the fun. Exactly. Yeah, brought, yeah, yeah. brought you to the feature and the feature yeah. is the drag queen. Um, Jada and Gigi were next. Look, Gigi has such great performance factor. Mm-hmm. I saw it when she did the um, I'm a I'm a B-I-T-C-H, the rap. <laughs> we're not saying that word anymore. Uh, no, yeah, I'm a bitch. <laughs> look, it's look just a lady dog. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that I, I, I'm a bitch. I saw that there and I saw it again here. She just seems to become this rap diva. She mm. becomes this like this really, really sassy performer. And you know what? She I don't wanna I don't wanna fucks with her. Mm-hmm. I don't fucks with that girl. Like she is like she's boss. She stomped out there like Christy Turlington on on a nineties catwalk, didn't she? Such she really kind of like brought it. And that beautiful slide. The thing mm. is, during that slide, her face the whole time was it on judges. Yeah, was performance. She goes, "Yeah, I don't care if they're gonna just drag me. Yeah, yeah, yeah look at me. I'm floating on the floor." And that's why she wore a felt outfit so yeah. she could glide. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> but she she really does have that 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 je ne sais quoi. Absolutely, she does. But so does Jada. Jada brought it too. Of the, like, dancing, like, these two are easily the strongest pair, I thought. It was such a good thing that they put Jada and Gigi together as a pairing, especially for the choreography and because mm. for the, the kind of, like, dance singing off, because they both match each other in performance level. Yes. So you don't, you don't go from a high to a low. You actually go from a high to a high, and the energy crosses over yeah. between the both of them. So you're still, you're still engaged. You're not like, what's mm-hmm. happening? You're just there because they're both amazing. Jada is such a confident performer yes. as well. She is, she is the epitome of a proud pageant confident she really is sassy she brings all that she's all of that she's amazing mm. I really really love her on stage and as we predicted she brought the sexy didn't she yep yeah yeah and but she brought the attitude she brought the attitude she brought all of it and then Sherry sort of came back in and again she had like uh, as you said earlier kind of like framed by the dancers yes um, like if there's a picture they were the frame she was the picture. And she probably brought the most laughs in that verse, didn't she? Yep. Uh, with her very, very funny verse. How um, amazing. All she did was stand still on the spot. Yeah. While the dancers did their things with the wings going around the her on the feathers. angle. Yeah. All she had to stand, do was stand there and perform. The lighting was on her. She was mm. seen to stage. I'm being framed by these handsome male dancers. Every little thing I do, if I twitch my <laughs> eyebrow, it's going to be amplified because yeah. I'm on every... You know what I mean? Like, that's a feature performer. That's the benefit of not being a dancer. It felt like a very Vegas touch as well to have those... The, the, those ostrich feathers were very well used throughout the whole yeah. thing and it was, gave us Vegas vibes. Let us not forget the amazing rap 
by Jackie. Jackie had yeah. the best rap. Mm-hmm. I love how she came in. She stomped through the dancers, pushing them through, found her space right there, did her little head bob. It was more of a weave bob because <laughs> I saw the weave bounce, but I saw yeah. the head doing like a little, like a, almost like um, pheromones. Um, Love. It's crazy, right? She loves that kind of like big Rita Coolidge hair, doesn't she? And rap was yeah. the best, rhythm was the best, confidence was there, performance factor was there. Mm-hmm. Jackie, you are amazing. Jackie was amazing. She's one of my favorites here. Her and Gigi. Look, what do you think? What do you think is going to be the ranking for her? Because for me, the tops are definitely Jada, not Jada, sorry, um, Gigi mm-hmm. and Jackie. I think. It's a real toughie, and I think we're in agreement about the fact that nobody messed up here. Like, of they they put together an amazing performance, and it was such a great team effort. And I loved watching this performance. If I had to choose a bottom out of this cast, mm-hmm. the one that was lacking mm-hmm. was Crystal. I would I would agree in the sense that Crystal um, didn't shine in the same way as some of the other girls, especially during the group numbers. I felt like she wasn't like hitting the moves. It was a little lackluster um, compared to some of the girls. You know, it, we're, we're nitpicking at this point. Um, they all brought something though. You know, Jada brought that attitude. Gigi brought like a real sense of like finesse and confidence. Um, Jackie was funny. She was so surprising. Sherry was campy and funny and Crystal brought her quirkiness and it just came together as lovely. It was like different ingredients in a beautiful recipe. The thing is like they do them well, but then you have to look at the performance element. And when I break it down there, I look at the vocals, the worst vocally wise, in all honesty, was Crystal and Jada. The worst performance wise, really really hard the only one i can fault on performance is crystal yeah let's so and that's how i'm breaking it down i'm by no means saying she was bad what i'm saying is that she just wasn't consistently as amazing as the rest of the girls she was the posh spice (laughs) of the group who's the weakest in girls allowed there is no weakest in girls allowed Um, they are five stars in their own right. Or oh, were, rather. Come back, girls, please. But that's what I'm seeing. So I'm definitely seeing Crystal at the bottom. I don't know who they're going to put at the... This is confusing to me because if I had to choose... If there had to be someone going up against Crystal... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I, don't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't pick... I can't pick the... This was too... It was, it was too hard. I'm in agreement with you. I mean, like, we've we've critiqued Jada's vocals a little, but she was really one of the best in the actual dance and performance. And I don't know if it's going to be like previous ones where they kind of neglect the vocals yeah. and they only look at, like, the performance that they see on stage. They pick and choose. It depends what they want to do. Yeah, but, but if they do break it down vocally, performance-wise, in all of that, then it's going to be Chris at the bottom. Jackie, there is no way Jackie... Given the performance she did right yeah. now, there is no way she's at the bottom. She's a clear top. And it's so good that she's just proven us both wrong. Because I think we both were saying this not her week. <laughs> we were Goodbye. Like, oh, bye, Jackie. Goodbye, Jackie. But nice knowing you. No, she did amazing. She did yeah. amazing. Hey, look, let's look at the final runways yeah. and see if that can help us make or break 
Yeah? I would like that. All right, please. let's get Thank into you. it. But Thank overall, you. girls, if you're listening to the podcast, which you probably are. Of course you are. Probably subscribing, probably reading We love you, girls. We love you. I just want to say this is a, this is a really, really good performance. And mm-hmm. I think this musical and the Madonna musical so far are my favorites. They've been... They really showcase the amazing talents of this These season. These are my favorite musicals, musicals that I've seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Of all time. Certainly for me, this trumps the past couple of um, finales. Yep. Yeah. It's really, really good. Okay. Oh, sorry. Let's move on. And the category for the final runway before the finale is... Eleganza Extravaganza. First up, we have Alaska. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That is, that's Crystal Method. <laughs> and that blue genie Crystal. realness rubbed me the right way. Oh. <laughs> so she looks like she's giving us kind of like... Uh, Gloria Swanson visits the Avatar rainforest here, isn't it? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, she's in this kind of uh, crushed velvet, sort of harem pant asymmetric jumpsuit. It's really quite a complex garment. Um, She's painted beautifully. She is. She is so skilled with makeup Mm -hmm. and the glitter and the shading. And then there's little kind of like Pikachu she had little yellow cheeks, yeah, and she was just adorable. Cute, yeah. cute. And that that kind of turban always gives me, you know, Gloria Swanson vibes. I think um, it was it was quintessential crystal method. It was. Um, was she the only one not wearing a gown? I think she was, wasn't she? Classic crystal, like <laughs> thinking outside the box. Next up, we have Gigi. So Gigi, Gigi, um, probably my. F- maybe joint with Jada, kind of like favorite runway queen of the season. This disappointed me. Really? Because I wanted her to serve high glamour and just go all out chic. And I I get it. She was injecting some humor into it with the retainer and stuff. I just felt like it kind of detracted from the overall look. I mean, other than that, like loved the Rita Hayworth hair. I loved that the outfit itself was kind of like a combination of masculine and feminine. Love that color scheme of like powder blue, pastel pink. Um, it felt like there were two prom dates who'd, you know, the the man and well the boy and the girl, and they'd combined their outfits because it was kind of like a tuxedo top and um, a skirt with a train on the bottom. Very seventies vibe to it. I felt. Um, I was just disappointed about the headgear and stuff and the comedic performance is detracted from it. You know, somewhere out there is a young girl who wears a, a, a headgear and who probably watched this and said, oh, I'm beautiful too. Um. Okay. Well, having said that, do you think that's what Gigi was giving or was she going for comedy? No, I think she was really representing that Catherine. Catherine, <laughs> you're probably listening to our podcast. Flick me a message and tell us how you feel about his commentary. Look, uh, I, I hope that young lady out there does feel gorgeous with her headgear because there's no way, reason why she shouldn't. Having said that, I don't think that's what Gigi was giving. She was giving comedy with that. It was a callback to the season seven. But, but do you think that twins? you can deliver glam? That was the question. <laughs> hmm? Well, I was going for a subtly boring camp <laughs> look i think it was geek chic I, I see what she's going for i really really like it i really really like the um the, the humor the comedy behind it how there was uh the diamond haze or the sequence on the head again how that matched with everything else um so you admit I really, it was really comedic like. <laughs> <laughs> well just because you have a sugar daddy to pay for everything for you let's move on to uh jackie 
this is lovely. I mean, there are elements of this that I loved, elements that I didn't love so much, and I could see what she was going for. I mean, the moment she walked out, I saw this Dior silhouette, very Dior new look. Um, it was a bit like Jackie O walking out in in Christian Dior. Um, mm. Then the closer she came, I saw the color scheme. So at first I thought, oh, that's it, like red with white polka dots, but they're actually yellow. It was, and, it was very Andy Warhol, wasn't well, it? That's what she said. That was what she drew on as inspiration. I think well, Andy Warhol did do a Jackie O For those who actually. don't know who Andy Warhol is, <laughs> he was a scientist. Yes. Um, yes. Turned choreographer. Nobel Prize winner, Andy Warhol. <laughs> Um, no, he but- threw the second brick at, um, <laughs> on Wall on Wall Street. <laughs> on Wall Street, yeah. No one died on Wall Street. No one died on Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy Warhol did do a Jackie O silk screen, didn't he? Yes. Uh, I wonder if that was her inspiration for this. But then the closest she got, I saw the hair was blue, the lips were blue. There was like yellow and purple on the lids. And while I appreciate the idea. I prefer a more muted color palette and I prefer more cohesion. I don't know if you get this. You know when you close your eyes really, really hard and yeah. then there's, it's kind of like reddish blackish and then sometimes there's a ball. There's yeah. a ball. That's I felt. That's what I felt like her dress was. I felt like, oh my gosh, I've seen that and I closed my eyes and I'm oh, that's what it is. I've never taken acid in my life. But if I did... It's that dress. I just I imagine that dress. Think the idea, like the idea, was great. It could have been just so much for a f- final runway look. Really, you want to go for? And this is my critique of Gigi as well. Really, it could have been more chic. Um, I like, think for Jackie, that was her version of chic. I've seen her look more chic in the first couple of episodes. Those sixties runway looks were fantastic. Why can't this be chic? Um, I think it is. Apart from the color palette, I like the color if, palette. If it was. You know, like red dress with white polka dots. Okay. If the lip had been red, if the eye had had not two colors on it, if the right. hair had been brown or black or blonde or anything, a natural color. I like the colors. You love colors. Yes. And I love what she's You like to with play it. with all the colors in the crayon box. I, I mean, I like it. Let's move on to Sherry Pie, who was serving My Fair Lady realness. This was very lovely. It was very Hello Dolly, very My Fair Lady. I felt like she really did wear her, as you you know, her um, kind of musical theatre influences on her sleeve there. Yes, she did. Um, it was kind of that kind of like silhouette, wasn't it, with the hat. Again, classic Sherry Pie, because there's like a sense of Victoriana about it. Mm. High neck, floor length, kind of trumpet shaped skirt. A very covered up, but very beautiful. And I love this color. I love anything in the blue green spectrum. And this is a sort of, was it like a peppermint green, do you think? Peppermint? Uh, no. No? What, how would you describe this color? Um, I would say it was a an off pepper, kind <laughs> of um, a mint. <laughs> you, yeah? Was it a spearmint, not a that, peppermint? That's kind of the color that I was I was envisioning. You know what I do like about this is mm. that it comes full circle with her entrance look. You yeah. know what I mean? Her entrance look. I feel like it's that same lady, mm-hmm. um, but now she's off to a ball. She's off to the country fair. She's off to go support her partner running for town mayor. I don't know, but that's <laughs> that's the kind of storyline that I get from her. Yeah, and last but not least, we have. Now, the gorgeous Jada, Jada looks essence. like the you know the the muse of Hercules. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I get that. Yeah, with I the get kind that, of cape plot that fell into a 
dye of of ox blood mm. and gold maybe and they em- and emerged and and it's just oh, so stunning maybe they sacrificed an ox you know to Zeus maybe they sacrificed the minotaur to Zeus and she bathed in that blood oh that's so dark mm. um <laughs> get inside my mind sometime um oh <laughs> i saw like final act of dream girls as well um she had that very kind of um you know, uh, 60s girl group glamour with the off the shoulder, that gorgeous, like, um, gossamer thin cape. Um, loved the color scheme. It complemented her beautiful skin tone. So gorgeous. The gold with, as you mentioned, the ox blood, um, big hair, big pageant hair. Um, Again, like I felt Whitney Houston vibes in the hair. I could see Whitney with that. Um, just very, very beautiful. She just looked expensive. She looked like a million dollars. This is um, our final thoughts in it. So with everything that I've seen, the performance, Mm -hmm. the main stage, I still think that the top is Jackie and Gigi. And I think that the bottom is Chris. I mean, they all looked stunning here. Yes. Now. The thing is, we've already seen, and I'm going to tell you who the tops and the bottoms were. The tops and the winner. What's that with the winner? The winner was... And it was very, very well deserved. Can't argue with that. You cannot debate that. She enters the... The For Wins Club. Yes, along with Sharon Needles. And Shea Collet. And um, Magnolia Crawford. <laughs> She's right up there with all of them. Magnolia Crawford's in a league of her own. Next up, so the other two people who are safe was Jada and Sherry. Now, I want to say this. During the judging, mm. they did say that they had to take into account the report card. And I think this is the first time they've explicitly said anything of the sort that they've had, that they've had to say, we can't just judge it on this performance. We actually have to judge it on how they've done in the past. There's very little in the way of negative critiques from the judges. It was very much praise, 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 which is what it tends to be like actually in the final episode before the finale. The thing is the second that they said they're looking at the report, card i just my heart just dropped because i knew jackie had slayed this episode Mm -hmm. jackie had killed this episode if it was based on the episode alone jackie would not be in the bottom let's be very very serious about that but since they are looking at the report card the minute they said that i was like cool that means crystal's in the bottom and that also means jackie's in the bottom and that's exactly what happened now we haven't yet seen the lip sync but it seems to me that Jackie's gonna go home because this is Jackie's third time in the bottom. This yeah. is Crystal's first time. Crystal's just come off a win. She's been high for the last few episodes. If they're gonna carry forward with the the report card kind of theme, then I think we're already saying goodbye to Jackie before the slip sync. I think the slip sync is just a humor RuPaul. And Crystal's sort of been uh, blessed and highly favoured. Oh, dot com. <laughs> All right. um, I, I agree with you. The writing is kind of on the wall for Jacqueline. Mm. Unfortunately, the it writing was, which, and the writing says congratulations, Raja. The writing says bad bitch. <laughs> um, it's it's unfortunate for for Jackie because she really did slay this episode. Yes. Um, well, look, let's not. We haven't yet seen it. Let's. 
maybe she's gonna compl- she's gonna breathe fire. I'm maybe, anticipating a great lip sync. Yes, maybe she's learned to fly. Maybe she will have gained the power of mind control. <laughs> That's um. the only way she gonna win. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at this final lip sync and then wrap this episode up. We have seen the rest of the episode, and I want to start from the lip sync. Mm. So the lip sync was between Crystal and Jackie. It was. I think Jackie won this lip sync. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Tell me why, please. (laughs) I saw her have fun. I was having fun. I I was seeing them two dance in the club. I would want to dance with Jackie. Mm -hmm. Jackie was camp. She was herself. She knew the words. She was just having so much, so so much life on there. She knew the rap. Yeah. She was just, she was in it. 100% 100% in it the whole way. It was JLo and Pitbull, and it's a silly, fun club song, wasn't it? I have danced many a night to this song myself. Um, I completely agree with you. Jack Jacqueline was the one who gave most kind of like energy, fun. We saw Crystal very, very cleverly, really, breaking out her phenomenal film moves because she knew that I'd won her a challenge, and, you know, why not... Um, it was cute. It was yeah. cute. But the thing is, the minute she finished doing all those phenomenal film film moves, which was mm. like five seconds, she was like, now what do I do? So yeah. she actually spent the majority of the performance thinking of other things to do. And I, I, I can just sense it and I can just see it. Whereas I saw Jackie living in the music. Yeah. I saw Jackie just enjoying She knew the song. She was having fun. She was getting on the floor. The rap part where she came and started rapping and like doing all that talking kind of things in her yeah. hands. <laughs> she was flipping her hair she was, she was doing all of that I really really enjoyed it I just didn't I think at times Crystal didn't even know the lyrics and Crystal mm. wasn't always performing towards the cameras or towards the the audience her energy was yeah. a lot of the times because she was running back and forth along it like she got lost amongst it. It doesn't help that her color blue kind of blended in with the background and the Andor Warhol acid dress, the dress of Jackie really made her stand out. All of that, all of the added to her great performance. I think that Jackie hands down won this lip sync. I agree that her dress, actually the way she spun and stuff, yes. like contributed to her performance. She looked like, a lady having fun at a wedding. Yes. Perhaps her own wedding. I don't know. It was Maybe. great. She could have no. been a bridesmaid. I don't I don't want to tell them who who was sent home because it hurts my heart. It is very difficult, but you must be brave. So the winner of the lip sync, according to RuPaul and RuPaul only. Mm. Not RuPaul or RuPaul. <laughs> The winner is Crystal. So Crystal stays and we're actually saying a farewell to Jackie, which I felt was unfair because you know what? Jackie slayed the performance. Jackie slayed the runway for me. And ultimately, Jackie slayed the lip sync. And I think the report card came into hand, um, came at play during this time. But you know what? I do want to say, Jackie, what a way to leave the competition. To leave a competition when you know that you were amazing to for everyone's last impression of you was that you were amazing and undeservedly went home that is how you want to go to go home if you ever do go home i wouldn't know because i would be there till the end <laughs> if i was on the show tom well uh, absolutely i mean you'd be you'd be a shoe in and I, I told you i wouldn't leave you wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep you would you would tire of the conversation <laughs> never be in the bottom um it's, it's a shame but like you say at least Jacqueline went on a high. Yes. Um, 
Now, this opens up another question, doesn't it? Because we're all fully aware that we what have are the questions. Top... What are the questions? We have a top four here, but we know that one of the top four has been disqualified. Something we've discussed earlier on in our podcast, earlier on in the season, the reasons for this are good. Um, it's it's a difficult topic, um, but somebody will have to replace Sherry, Pye. Sherry in yep. the top four. Everyone knows that. Um, now, how are they going to do this? Are they going to simply bring back the last girl that should have that could have made it into the top four, i.e. Jacqueline? Will they bring back Miss Congeniality, almost certainly Heidi? Will they do a social media Social um, media vote? fan vote? Will they do a... Um, will the girls vote for who they want to bring back? The question is, who's coming back? Who's going to take the spot of Shiri Pie? Who was after Peppermint? Will they do? <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions that we Why need wasn't answers. Nina Bonina Brown Black China? <laughs> yes. This, who did BB choose on her lipstick? <laughs> These are the questions we need to know. Okay? <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that they ended up by saying, are you team Gigi? Are you team Jada? And are you team Crystal? Or we are you know. team Blank? <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen. We are going to find out because we have an episode next week, which is going to be the reunion. We've got well, two more left. So we will be finding out in the next few days. Option. Well, there are many options. Option X. Um, could it be a top three and not a top four? These are the things that we need answers Because it's not for. going to be a conventional. Look, we know that we've got two episodes which are scheduled to occur over the next. And they're in Netflix's diary there. Um and they need to fulfill them within a social distancing kind of format. We don't know what's going to happen. These are exciting times, everybody. It is. So make sure you join us next week for our podcast, Spilling the Gene Tea with Bolo and Dr. Tom. First of all, make sure you rate, make sure you review, and please tell a friend, get us out there. I mean, I <laughs> think that we produce quality stuff. What do you think, Doctor? <laughs> I think it's it's the best podcast that I listen to and on I a week-to-week basis. The only way we're going to get through coronavirus is through our podcast. <laughs> now that's the message you want to tell everyone. Yeah. So once again, thank you very much for joining Paolo. And guys, we genuinely appreciate the support that we get. It's so lovely. Thank you very much. Take three. <laughs> <laughs> Take three for the closing. Hey, thank you. Please join us next week on Spilling the GNT Podcast with Paolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.